Good evening. Hope everyone is doing well. Tonight we're going to be learning Maseches Yuma, Daf, Tes, Zion. We're starting two-thirds of the way down on Tes, Vav, Amidbez, with a new sugya, uh, starting with the words Tanan, Hasul. Tonight we're going to be learning Mirza um, Shem, up to and including uh, much of Yud Zion, actually. Um, and basically the game plan is that Wednesday night we'll do about a little bit, a little bit more than a blad, and on Thursday night, which is going to be the Lagba Omer event, we're only going to learn one Amud, which will be Yud Tes, Aleph, uh, starting at the mission on the bottom of Yerches and going to toward the end of the page so that we have at least a kvius of learning on the night of Lagba Omer live on Zoom as well as in person at Mark's house at 8.40, same time. So let's get started for tonight's stop, which is Tesvav Amud Beis, uh, two-thirds of the way down. The Gemara we're going to be learning tonight speaks about uh, some of the practical elements of the Beis Amikdash, the layout, um, the architecture in regards to uh, how far you could see throughout the Beis, uh, the Beis Amikdash and some fascinating sugyas. Uh, if you have a good spatial brain, that's great. And if not, it's good to have a map. Uh, says the Gemara as follows, two-thirds of the way down, Tanan Hassan, we have a Mishnah. This Mishnah will refer to as the Mishnah from Maseches Tamid. The Mishnah Maseches Tamid writes, Amar Lehem Hamimuna, the one who was the Kohen who was appointed to run the base Mikdash, he would say to other Kohanim, please go get me an animal for a korban from the room referred to as the base Hatzlaim. Of course, it's a small animal. And it was, uh, and it was the room where they stored these animals, right? So that was what he said to them. Where was this located? Says the Mishnah in Tamid. It's important information to hold on to. Northwest corner. The Lishkas Hatzlaim was the northwest corner. The Arba Lishkos Hayushim. There really were four Lishkos said in this location. One of them we just discussed. And here are all four of them. Achas Lishkas Hatzlaim, like we just said. The Achas Lishkas Hachosamos, without having any, having any negative feelings. If you remember from Shkalim, is that they would pay money, they'd get a chosam that says what kind of animal they were going to get, and then they'd go somewhere else and cash in the little piece of parchment that says what animals they were going to get in order to actually get the animals or the uh, or the nesach and the oils and flour, whatever it was. So that was the second room. The room that had a, a lot of the wood to uh, to make that room very warm. That's a lot where the Kohanim lived in the Beisamokat and the floors were very cold. And you had to do the avoda barefoot, so it's very cold, so they were constantly running a fire. So that's uh, the Mishnah in Maseches Tamid. The problem with this Mishnah in Maseches Tamid is that there's a Mishnah in Maseches Midos that doesn't agree with it. This Mishnah begins on the bottom of Tesvav Midbeis, five lines from the bottom, where in Minhu we have a Machlokes, we have a conflicting uh, source in the Tanaim against our Mishnah in Maseches Tamid, because in Midos, what does it say? There were four um, there were four rooms in this particular space, like smaller rooms that were open to a ballroom. So if you could imagine in the four corners of this room, you'd have rooms and they open into the main room. That's the layout, uh, the structure of the room overarchingly. And two of the rooms were on the inner side of the wall of the Mikdash, and two of them were on the outer side. And what would separate the area that was inside and the area that was outside? And there were small pegs that were built into the floor to make sure the Kohanim knew when they were in the side that was Kodesh and when they were in the side that was Chol. What were all of these rooms uh, used for? What did we say above? We said in the Mishnah and Tamid that the Northwest, was it Northwest? We said that the northwest room was the Lishkas Tzlaim. Look at these words right now. Last line, Ma'aravis Duromis, the southwest room, Iaisa Lishkas Tzlaia Korban. We already found our problem because the location, which corner is the Lishkas Tzlaim in? 
do we say that the room that holds the animals in the northwest of the, of the building and the, of the base hamokad, or is it in the southwest? So that seems to be a machlokas between the Mishnah Masechah's tamid, which we saw above, and the Mishnah Masechah's midos that we're seeing now. And let's continue with the brayser. Our questions already been articulated, but we still have to finish the Mar Makom. Turning to the top of Test Zayin and Aleph, Dromis Mizrachi. So what about the southeast corner? He lishka shayu osin balechem aponim. So the lechem aponim was made in the southeast. We're going to see that this is not such a simple thing. But let's continue with this Mar Makom and Maseches Midos Mizrachi Tzvonis. What about the northeast? Ba Gonzu Beis Chashmonai Avni Mizbeach Shiktu Malchiyava. They uh, when the Mizbeach. After the Yavanim had access to the Mizbeach, they did terrible things. They brought their own korbanos to, to Avodazar, whatever they did that was terrible. And the Chachamim had to pass in a Shaila. You're allowed to bring any uh, korbanos on that Mizbeach that was used for incorrect purposes. They passed in the Chumrah that they, they had to build, or maybe Lakula, that they had to build a new, a new Mizbeach. So they broke down the old Mizbeach, but it still has Kedusha. I just swapped out my Tzvil and Batim. They were not Mahudaros. So I got them swapped. They were, they were Gasos, but they were not good quality. So I asked everybody, Robinson and Shaila, swapped them. they swapped them out. But the Tzal did it. So now I have my old fill-in button. What status? So they're Tashmi Sheikh Tusha. You can't just throw them out. They have to be very big Niza. I felt that there's no parchment inside, but they're Tashmi Sheikh Tusha. So the Avadim of the Mizbech, Alachas Kama Vekama, was, of course, a very holy material. So what they did, the Beis Chashmonai, they said, Avne Mizbech Sheikh Tumachayov, and they made it disgusting. That's the room they buried it in, was in the northeast of that area. What about Tzfonis Mizrafis, north, northwest? So then, Ba, Yordan, the Beis HaTvila. There in Masechus Tamid, <clears throat> we highlighted that the Kohanim that were living in the Beis HaMokad, if one of them had a Mikra Laila, they saw Zerah, they saw Simen, they had to go to the Mikvah. So then they would, there was a tunnel system that they could get to that was under the Mikdash, in an area where there was no Kedusha, so that they could go and gain access to the Mikvah to again uh, become Tahara for Avodah. So Sikum Hadvarim, our question is now ended. The question mark was right here after the words of Beis Hatzvila. And what we're concerned about is the fact that the Mishnah in Tamid said that the Beis Hatzvila was in the Northwest. And the uh, Mishnah in Mido says that it's in the Southwest. So which one is it? Answers the Gemara, no conflict at all. Amar of Hunaman Tana Midos Rebbe ben Yaakov. The author of the second Shita, that it's in the Southwest, was the Shita Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov. Okay, how do we know that? It's none. <clears throat> We're going to learn about 10 lines of a Mishnah, and only at the end uh, will there be value, quote-unquote, in, in regards to the flow of our Gemara. It says the Mishnah as follows, Ditnan, the Mishnah writes, oh, an echo. Ditnan, Ezra's Nashim Haisa Orach Mea Ushloshim V'chamesh Al Rochav Mea Ushloshim V'chamesh. The Ezra's Nashim, the section that was not on the Heichal side, and the rectangle of the Beis HaMikdash, you've got this long room. On the left side, quote unquote, the left side, when we look at it in a map, you see the Heichal and the Mizbech. And on the right side is the Ezra's Nashim. The Ezra's Nashim says the Mishnah was 135 Amos by 135 Amos square. And there in that room, we also, unrelated to the four corners that we were talking about before, but in the Ezra's Nashim, there were also four rooms there. What were those, those four uh, rooms used for. We're about 10 lines down on Tezayin, about a quarter of the way down. Answers the Gemara as follows. When we talk about the southeast corner, um, that was the room for the Nazirim. They would cook their animals. They would cut their hair. Remember that the Nazir wasn't allowed to cut their hair when they were Nazirim. It's one of the things, uh, if a person says about themselves that they want to be a Nazir, that's a very big problem. That's a very big problem because it asters them from getting haircuts and it asters them from any grape derivatives whatsoever. 
we live in a very processed food type of culture. It doesn't take much to have a little bit of grape juice in something, uh, you know, that could cause a problem. And by a nazar, we have a very strict measure called mishras, pasuk and chumash, that, that indicates that you're not allowed to have any of it at all, not even a little bit, not even a flavoring. So anyways, the nazir, this was his room. That was where the nazir would go. That was uh, in one corner in the Ezra's nashim. The next corner, Mizrahi Son, is the northeast corner. That's where the wood would be kept, the wood that was used for the Ma'aracha. If there was a coin, it was a balmum. He couldn't go into the area that was dedicated to the kedusha. We'll see a little bit, a little bit later today that there was a section specific for kohanim. But if he's a balmum, then he's not allowed to go do the avodah. So they gave him another job. What was his job? To make sure that the worms had not infested the wood. That was his job. Umasli, and it's used as a verb here to remove the worms from the wood, to deworm the wood, if that's a word. Because if there were to have been any um, worms in the wood, it would have been problematic. What about the northwest corner of the uh, Ezra's Nashim? So he And what about the last corner? In regards to the, uh, the southwest corner, so then the, the, the Mishnah says something very strange. And this brings us to our point. All of this Mishnah was background. Just to lead us up to this point. I forgot what this room was used for. And then the Gemara gives his confl a conflicting opinion of another Tana. They would put wine and oil in that room. Um, and that's where they started. So the Gemara here is, is doing something very gentle with this Mishnah and saying, why did it bother saying the line? Why would you add in the Shita? of a Tana who doesn't know what the answer is to the question. So some of them abortion well, make a deep. So that's, there's a lot of humility in Tanaim, but here the Gemara says the reason why they had to say his name is because everything else was him. This time he didn't know. And they had to say he didn't know. The Tanakama, as it were, who didn't know, who was he? It was Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. So that's the deal that the Gemara makes. And therefore, remember the question we started with, that the mission of Masech is Tamid indicates that the base, uh, that the Lishkas Tzlaim in the base on Mokad was in the Northwest. And in the mission on Tamid, it's in the Southwest. I conflict in the mission, not a stira. The Mishnah Maseches Tamid was written by one author, and the Mishnah Maseches Midos is written by another author. And the Mish the, the Tana of Maseches Midos is Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, and we proved it again here when this Mishnah, a different Mishnah, indicates Shachachti Mahaisa Meshameshdes, and the Mephorshim points out that the reason why this was included in the first place was because he, everything else was him. This one he didn't know, so we also want to know that he didn't know. So they said his name, and the, the Mishnah here, halfway down on Tezayin Amar Aleph, indicates that the Gemara concludes as follows: Sachanami Mistabra. It's very logical to assume the Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov, he because of the following. Okay, put on your math caps. We know that there is a halacha that the Paraduma was uh, was burned on Harazesim, but there was a particular halacha that when the Kohen who was taking care of the Paraduma was doing this, he had to be able to see into the Heichal. Okay, this is not a simple thing. So let's assume uh, that this rectangle is the floor of the, is the is the footprint of the base Hamikdash. The Heichal is over here. Okay, Ezra's Nashim is over here, and this wall right here is an eastern wall. He was standing over here on the mountain, had to be able to peer through the eastern doorway all the way through past the Mizbeach doorway, doorway, doorway. We're going to get into the details and see into the Heichal. Now. That was what had to happen. We're going to prove from this Misa, from this Halacha, 
that in fact the halacha is like Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov yet again. Let's get, uh, we're halfway down. Let's see. What's that? We're going to learn it right now. We're going to learn it right now. It takes about, we're going to string together about six Mishnayas to put together his shita. Uh, it's not complex, but it is step by step. You just have to, to hold cup for a bit. So this is what he says. I'm going to prove it to you. Last short lines. It's not. Kolak salam shahayu sham hayu All of the walls surrounding the actual Mikdash area were very tall. Except for the eastern wall, which we needed to be shorter. Why did we need the eastern wall to be shorter? Because the Kohen who was going to burn the para down to ashes to be used for mechatas, he would be doing so on har on har hazesim, har mishcha, mishcha's oil, har hazesim, same language. So here uh, he explains it as follows: There's a wall here. And according to Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, you're not looking through a doorway, you're looking from above the wall into the wall of the Heichal, looking across the whole length of the Mikdash. So that's Marimakum number one. Good. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, and that's what he says here, the second of the of the widest lines, that it was Keneged Pischo Shel Heichal That's mission number one. Mission number two, it's not. And all of the doorways from the outside of the Mikdash, and even the doorways that were inside the Mikdash, were 20 tall, 10 wide in Amos. There was one exception, of course, which was the Ulam, which was 20 by 40. It was taller, but that's not going to be relevant for now. That means that the outer doorway of the eastern wall was 20 by 40. Next Mishnah, Mishnah number three, Vitznan. Lifnim Mimenu, from the outside wall, you have the eastern wall, that's 20 Amos tall. The next uh, phase inside that we would see, that's not in the There was a line there that Jews who were Tameh and Goyim could not cross. Okay, good. Next, Mishnah number four. That's not two thirds of the way down. That's not in Yet another layer in Mimenu Hachel Eser Amos. There was a Hachel, there was a, another boundary there that was 10 Amos. Okay, good. 10 Amos lengthwise, going the length of the building. And here's, a, here's where we have to deal with a, a, a mathematical issue. The Shtemis Ma'alos Hayushtam. There were 12 stairs going upwards. What was the height of each stair? Says the Gemara, Rum Ma'ala Chatziyama, Vishilcha Chatziyama. The stairs were built like this. They were up a half an amma and in a half an amma. Up and in, up and in. So basically it's half an amma up. And if you have 12 uh, steps times a half of an amma each, that's six amos, right? So if you're looking from the east, you can see through the outer door, you can see past the Sorig because it's flat. You cannot see past the Chayel entirely because it's elevated six Amos because it's 12 stairs, half Amma each. So when you're looking from Harazesim, let's assume that Harazesim was flat on the ground with the opening of the Mizrach door. But then when you get into this area of the Chayel, you're going up 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, 11, 12. You're blocked six Amos. Let's hold cup here. Now we, we're, six of the Amos are blocked. Let's continue. And then we have Tesvav. Milos, Olos, Mitocha, Hayordos, Me'ezras, Yisrael, Ezras Nashim. The stairs that go from the holy area into the Ezras Nashim is 15 stairs. So we already had six almost worth of stairs. How much space did this take up? Says the Gemara, these stairs were made the same way. Rum Malachatsiyama, The stairs were a half an amma tall, and they were a half an amma. Uh, the tread of the stair was also half an amma, but how much is, we said it's 15 stairs up, so 15 times 0.5 is seven and a half amos. So now we had, and you're looking in from the, from the east, you're, you're at the foot of Har Hazesim. 
you look in and you're like, wait, 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 I can't see totally through because there's six amos in height of stairs by the chel. And there's another seven and a half amos, we're up to 13.5 because of getting up from the Ezra's Nashim into the uh, into the Ezra's Yitzra. Now, next Mishnah, what is this? Number six, a lot of Mishnahs. Bitnan, Bein Ha'ulam Mizbeach, Kaf Bezama. There was 22 amos between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. And there were another 12 stairs. We already did, uh, we did, what did we do? We did 12 stairs and then we did 15 stairs, which led us to um, 13.5 Amos height. We'll just continue here. And now we have another set of stairs, another set of 12 stairs. These stairs were also 12 stairs, each one a half an Amos high, which is another six Amos in height. So if you're standing right here, you're standing right here, and you are on Har HaMishcha, you're outside the Mikdash. Let's say Har HaMishcha starts right here. And the entry, you're on the same exact high level. You're standing here, there's a 20 Amma thing going on here, 20 Amma doorway. Now you can look in, but you can't see the bottom of the, the Heichal because you've got the stairs of the Heichal, you've got the stairs getting up to the Israel, and another 12 stairs as well. So now we're talking about 19 and a half Amos. The doorway is 20, and the elevations between here and the Heichal is 19 and a half, which means that there's still half an Amma where in theory, if you're positioned perfectly on Har HaMishra, just the right elevation, you could look at the top part, the, that top half Amma of the doorway and look and still see the Heichal wall. Let's see if that's how, how things played out. And then here's where we get to the customized sheet of Rebelazar ben Yaakov, six lines from the bottom. It's non Rebelazar ben Yaakov, Omer Rebelazar ben Yaakov says there was another step. And he says there was actually one more thing going on in there. There was another stage that was a little duchan, a little stage there, and it was an, another ama and a half. What's wrong with that now? That even under the most perfect of circumstances, if you're on Har HaMishcha, you cannot see the Heichal at all because it, the whole thing was built on a slope. The whole Mikdash was built on a slope. So when you, from, no matter where you peer your head at the 20 ama height of that door, it's impossible scientifically and mathematically because of the elevation on all the stairs, you can't see, if you're the coin being sorry for Zephara, you can't see through the door. That's why Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov said that wall had to be shorter because you're looking over the wall. You had to be looking over the wall. Otherwise it's impossible to see. Now, five lines from the bottom. If you want to say that the author is Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, the one who said that the wall on the eastern side was shorter because you're looking above the wall as he's burning the para to see the, wall, the door of the Heichal, then that makes sense. Because the door is completely covered. When you look through the eastern door, it's covered with stairs. When you look through under the best of circumstances, you position yourself perfectly. The person who's being sorry for Zephar cannot see the Heichal because the elevation is too great. However, Eliyamris Rabbanan, the Rabbanan didn't agree to that last phase that Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov did, which was that there was that extra duchan. And according to them, according to the sheet of the Rabbanan, there is no duchan that's elevated, and therefore there was half an amma left if you were to position yourself correctly on Haramish, according to the Rabbanan, where you could look inside the eastern doorway at the top half amma at the height of the door, the last half ama, if you peer perfectly through at just the right angle, you'd be able to see the Heichal. The Haraya, says the Gemara, it must be, you're right, it must be that these Mishnayas are within the camp of Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov, because otherwise, had it been the Rabbanan, we wouldn't have said that he was looking over the wall, that the walls were shorter on the east side. No, we would have said he looks inside the doorway. 
Tov. All right, that's how the Gemara argues. It's a very, uh, it's, it's a very cool argument. The Gemara lay, uh, lays out the whole slope of the Mikdash and how he can see. So that because the Mikdash here is built according to this mission on Maseches Midos, that you were looking above the wall, it must be Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, a second raya for the Gemara. So says the Gemara, uh, it's a very good argument. It is, but maybe it's not correct for a totally different reason. Two lines from the bottom to Zayin Madalaf. I can give you another approach that works perfectly fine for Maseches Midos, and it's not Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. Who is it? Rabbi Hudahi. Why? Titania. Rabbi Yehuda has a, is quoted in a brisa. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Hamizbech Memutza. The Mizbech was centered to the wall, to the opening of the Ula. So let's assume under perfect circumstances you're looking to the eastern wall, but when you get to the Heichal area, there's a huge Mizbech in the way. So it's not like you, you can't just like look at the Mikdash from the bottom half of the door. You're going to see the Mizbech in the way. So that's what he says here. Bottom line: Memutza ve'omid be'emsa azara u'shlochem v'shtaim amos. It was thirty-two. The amos, the, the uh, Mizbech was 32 Amos, and Hayulo Eser Amos Keneged Pischo Shel Hechal, and at the very center, 10 Amos of the opening of the Hechal, that's where the Mizbech sat. That was the 10 center Amos of the Mizbech, and to, in, to the right and to the left, flanked by the rest of the Mizbech, Yud Amal Litzafon, Ledaron, there was 11 Amos going to the north and 11 Amos going to the south. Nimsa, Mizbech Mechuban Keneged Hechal Vikoslav. It seems to be, says the Gemara, in the name of Rabbi Yehuda in Abraisa, that the Mizbeach was uh, perfectly centered. But that doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense what you're saying. This bright side is very difficult because if what you're saying about Rabbi Yehuda is true, we don't hold that the Mizbeach was centered when it comes to the north-south. So if this is the plane of the of the base Mikdash right here, it's square. And you want to say that there is, uh, you know, you have the Heichal right here, this huge wall that's going to be uh, that's going to lead us to the Kodesh Kodashim. So this is the, the doorway. So the Mizbech was mamish centered. So let me turn the axis a little bit. You're saying the Mizbech was centered right here in front of it, like perfectly centered in front. Says the Gemara, it was not perfectly centered. Why? How do you know that? Fifth line of the Gemara, Tazayin Amabez. The Mishnah writes as follows. This, we're going to speak about both directions. We're going to talk about the length of the Gemara, which is not the topic we're talking about. Then we're going to talk like the length of the Mikdash, sorry, not the length of the Gemara. We're going to talk about the mashal became the nimshal. So, okay. We're going to talk about the length of the mikdash on, on the x-axis, and then we're going to talk about the y-axis going across the mikdash because we we're trying to figure out where is the mizbeach centered as it relates to the ulam. If it was centered, then we have a big problem of being able to see, and if it's not centered, then we don't have a big problem. So says the Gemara: Kol hazaro haisa orech mea ushmon v'sheva al rochav mea ushloshim v'chamish. The length of that side of the left side of the west side of the of the Beis HaMikdash was 187 Amos by 135 Amos. From the east to the west, 187. And now we're going to detail this again. This part is not relevant to us because we need the north-south axis. This is the east-west axis. It says the Gemara, one-third of the way down to Zayinam, there was a section uh, on this, uh, on the western half, there was 11 Amos right about here, where Yisrael were, was allowed to watch. And then Makom Drisas Ragle Kohanim Yudalafama, the next 11 Amos were dedicated to Kohanim. Mizbeach Shloshim Ushtayim, and it was, the Mizbeach was 32 uh, Amos uh, square, but going east to west, it, it consumed another 32 Amos. Ben Ulam Mizbeach, in between the Mizbeach and the Ulam was another, between the Mizbeach and the Ulam was another 22 Amos. The Heichal Kuf Amma, 
the length of the Hechel east to west was 100 Amos. And at the end of the, of the Holy of Holies, there was another 11 Amos between the end of the Kodesh HaKodashim and the outer wall of the Mikdash. So all of that is the east-west axis and not relevant to our argument here. Now is where our argument comes in, halfway down to Zion and Mabez. When we switch directions, instead of looking east-west, and now we're looking north-south, so then, what was the what was the length of the depth of the mikdash? We said already But here's where Rabbi Yehuda has a big problem. We said Rabbi Yehuda said it was centered. That's not true. When you measure the ramp and the mizbeach, they consume 62 amos going south to north. Between the mizbeach and the set of rings where animals were held down, just just north of that, that was Ches Amos, and the Makom HaTabaos, Esrim Ba'arba. All of that was to the north side of the, of the Mizbeach. It could not have been centered. There was too much real estate that needed to take place north of the Mizbeach. And then Makom HaTabaos, Esrim Ba'arba, Makom HaTabaos, Shulchanos Arba, from the rings to the tables, which were still still north of the rings, still moving upwards in this direction, that was Arba, Mina Shulchanos, Lenanath, and Arba. And from the tables to the Nanasim, which were shorter, uh, uh, shorter, um, Little little uh, tables that were there it was another four. It's another eight amos from the end of these nanasim, these short tables till the end. And all the extra space was in between uh, each of these uh, sections. But then, if that's true, then Rabbi Yehuda was wrong. If you do the math, you'll see that the space of 24 rings and the nanasim and the shulchanos was all on the north side. There was no space, to, it just didn't work out. If you measure from the north wall to all the way down to the Mizbech, you'll find that the Mizbech was not centered. In fact, if you were to put, draw a perfect line up the middle, you'd see that the Mizbech was actually offset toward the south side of the Mikdash. And that doesn't work. El Alav, turning to the top of Yedzayin, and with this, we're going to, I will learn a drop more, and then we'll start. Elalav says the Gemara, Shmamino, Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov, he Shmamino. So we have yet another proof that this isn't Rebbe Yehuda. We're back to where we started. And our strong assumption of the day is that Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov was the Stam author of Mishnayis Midos. This all started because of one question, which was, where is the location of the room for the Tleh? Where were the animals kept? Were they in the Northwest or were they in the Southwest? And we said the Mishnah and Tamid said Northwest and Midos said Southwest. Don't worry, it's not a stira. The Mishnah and Midos was written by a different time. It was written by Rabbi Lazman Yaakov and then all of the arguments therein in the Gemara in order to prove that. You know what, in fact, we are gonna stop here. We'll stop at the top of Yudzayin, Amid Aleph at Rav Ada, the Reid Rav Yitzchak. In Yertashem tomorrow, we're going to learn, um, we're gonna learn a lot. We're gonna learn Yudzayin Amid the rest of Yudzayin, Yudzayin Amid Beis and, um, most of Yudches, and then as mentioned, on Thursday night, we'll just do one Amr of Yudtes, and then we'll be all ready for Shabbos for one blot and a half on Shabbos. Have a beautiful night.